Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, and I am so excited about today's interview that we're going to have in just a few minutes. We're going to be talking with Chad Keck, who is the CEO and co-founder of Promoter.io, and we're going to be talking about NPS, Net Promoter Score, and his thinking behind it. And I know from reading his blog, which you can subscribe to at Promoter.io, uh, that this guy is a guru. Uh, I mean, Fred Reicheld uh, from Bain wrote the book, The the Ultimate Question, and uh, other books related to customer loyalty and the use of this NPS score. But I find Chad to you know, cut through the noise, uh, make it real clear, make it, even though he talks pretty technically, uh, as I've talked to him in the past, I think that we'll understand it. And I don't care if you're a small company, a big company, huge company, multi-billion dollar company, or, you know, just an entrepreneurial type venture, you're going to benefit from hearing what Chad uh, has to offer. Now, what I'd like to do to kind of set up the interview And I've got a series of questions I'm going to ask him, but I want you to understand completely what Net Promoter Score is. I'm sure you've been listening to my show. If you have or you've been reading my articles, you already know. But just a short refresher, the ultimate question, Fred Reichelt's ultimate question, the NPS question, Net Promoter Score question, is simply this. On a scale of 0 to 10, with 10 being highest, what's the likelihood that you would recommend us uh, or your company to a friend or a colleague. Now think about that. It is about the likelihood to recommend. It's not whether or not we did a good job or a bad job. It's not whether or not you were happy with their service, you were happy with their product. It is the total experience. And I love this short survey because um, it's it's really a powerful survey because I, I know this. I finish up with a client, or I'm sorry, I finish up as a customer doing business with a company, and it could be the airlines. It could be I just received, um, uh, gosh, it had to be my 20th survey this year from from GoGo, which is the uh, Internet carrier on an airline, wanting to know how my last flight was. But I already know, hey, you know what? Unless I had a problem, I'm not going to open this thing up and, and do it because it is uh, pages of questions. Uh, it takes me 8 to 10 minutes to do, uh, maybe not quite that long. It just seems like 8 to 10 minutes. But it's multiple questions on multiple Uh, pages. I come back from my uh, auto dealership where I get my car taken care of, and I know that I'm going to receive a survey that's going to take me 15 minutes. I stay at a hotel chain. Over and over again, I stay at the same hotel, and I get the same survey virtually every time, and it always is, you know, 5, 10, or even more minutes of, of homework, if you will, that happens after I've done business. And you know what? We shouldn't have to make our customers do a homework assignment after they finish spending money with us. Isn't that enough? And I think the best thing we can do is to get information is to have a survey that's short, that's to the point, and something as simple that takes just a minute to answer, if not even that, on a scale of 0 to 10. With 10 being highest, what's the likelihood you would recommend us to a friend or a colleague? That takes seconds to say. The person thinks about it for a moment and then they give an answer. And if you wanted to follow up with an open-ended question, um, you can say, okay, why did you give me that score? 
I think that's a good one. I, and actually, I'm going to ask Chad uh, what he thinks of that question, or maybe he's got a better question uh, when he comes on. But what I want to do in the short time that we have remaining uh, in my part of this show before we get into the interview, I want to give you just a few ideas and my thoughts on on Net Promoter Score. I recently read an article by Bruce Temkin. Bruce is a customer experience guru. This guy, um, Bruce Temkin, T-E-M-K-I-N, you can Google his name. You can go to his website, which I believe is experiencematters.com. And I would subscribe to his blog. Lots of great information. But he had a great article about the 10, I don't know, uses or misuses uh, with the NPS score. And I actually took that and wrote an additional article uh, from that, extrapolating a lot of the information. And here are some of his comments, just a few of them to get us started and and some of my thoughts behind it. Number one is driving improvements is what's critical. The score is not critical. The metric is just simply a number. It's a score. It's critical as you think it is. That's not the reason you want to do this. Sure, you want to know if you're doing a good job or not a good job, but you should go a step further and say, okay, If I'm doing anything less than a great job, what can I do to improve? What can I implement? Uh, Another important, important thing to remember with NPS, one of the biggest mistakes companies make is that they, um, it's, I guess the best way to describe it is when they send the survey out, the customer thinks it's about the interaction they just had. And it shouldn't be about that. It should be about the entire uh, experience. So what, um, Bruce claims, and this is his line, NPS is for relationships, not transactions. So if a customer just finished talking to a support person or just finished leaving a store and and made a sale, if you right away hit them with this question, they're going to think that it's about that last interaction, not the overall experience. And what you're looking for is the total relationship and the total experience that you have with the company. And finally, to recognize uh, tying into this last uh, comment that I just made, that and this is how Bruce phrases it, NPS is not for teams. Uh, it, I'm sorry, NPS is for teams, not individuals. So it's about the likelihood to recommend a company because of the experience. Again, not an individual that they just dealt with. And now, if you want a survey to that individual, that's a different type of survey. That's not NPS, the Net Promoter Score, which is all about the likelihood of a customer to recommend a company. All right, so those are some thoughts from my friend Bruce Temkin, and in a moment, you're going to hear some amazing wisdom from Chad Keck, CEO and co-founder of Promoter.io. We'll be back in just a moment. You've been listening to Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information all you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you an amazing interview. And we're going to have one today with Chad Keck, who is the CEO and co-founder of Promoter.io, which is 
basically a customer intelligence and engagement platform that takes advantages of the Net Promoter Score system. And we've been talking about NPS, and I think it's one of the greatest, strongest tools to measure um, you know, how we're doing with the customer. And so, Chad, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Great to have you on the show. And let's start off by give, you give us a 30-second background on you, and then we got to launch into some good content because I know you have lots of nuggets. I was so excited. By the way, everybody listening, I was so excited when I met Chad. We just briefly talked on the telephone a few weeks ago. One of our former guests introduced us, and I said, Chad, I don't even need questions. Just let's talk about this because, I mean, we can go on for hours and hours, which we won't do, but maybe we'll have you back again on a future episode. But, Chad, quick little background on yourself, and then let's launch into it. Thank you, Shep. It's uh, exciting to be with you. I I love your show, and I know you've talked a little bit about this topic uh, in some form, so happy to carry on that conversation and and dig in a little bit more uh, about Net Promoter and how this impacts uh, customer loyalty and customer engagement across the board. So uh, again, um, my name is Chad Keck, the CEO and co-founder here at uh, promoter.io. And we're a platform that's based all around understanding uh, how you engage with your customers to ultimately drive uh, true advocacy uh, within your customers. Um, This touches on areas like customer loyalty, uh, but more so understanding what causes a customer to feel uh, strongly uh, in a positive sense towards your brand or in a negative sense towards your brand and how this impacts growth uh, customer intention, upsells, and obviously uh, referrals and recommendations into a brand, which is the key to driving kind of long-term sustainable growth. Right, and who doesn't want that? <laughs> so I, I don't know. Let's dive into NPS and and your philosophies on it because I think they're very uh, very key. If I think what people need to know, you have a mission, and it's simple. It's one line, and I love this. When you take care of the customer, the numbers take care of themselves. It's that simple. Now. Uh, it makes sense that, it, you know, I want to get a good number. I want to get a high number. But really, uh, I, uh, I go back to, um, oh, gosh, uh, Peter Drucker has been known to say you can't manage what you don't measure. And I think measuring employee, uh, customer sentiment and satisfaction and, and excellence is a good way to start to know if you're doing a good job. And, and uh, why do you think NPS is the best system? Yeah, that, that's a great question, uh, and, and it's a multi-part answer. I think the, the first part of that is that you need a very consistent method uh, and something that's meaningful that drives out the right type of feedback uh, from customers. And when you look at things like CSAT or customer satisfaction, it tends to be measured very differently across uh, all different brands, so using different forms of surveys, different forms of questions. And one of the unique things that the Net Promoter methodology brings to the table is a very consistent uh, and a method-driven approach uh, to understanding, not just as a customer passively satisfied with your brand, um, which doesn't quite go as deep as it should. It's how does that customer emotionally feel about your brand? Are they willing to put their name or their reputation on the line to recommend you? And that causes customers a little bit more pause when they're thinking about the question. It tends to uh, have them be a little bit more critical, which drives out more candid uh, responses and ultimately uh, the best kind of data that you can use to understand if you're doing well or not, and obviously where you're doing well, where we need to improve. Uh, and, and again, as I mentioned before, this ties directly back into a customer's willingness to recommend and refer uh, customers into a brand or product, which we all generally know is uh, 
you know, the best form of marketing, word of mouth. You hear people talk about it all the time, but how do we actually put this into practice? How do we leverage uh, customers who are willing to do this for us? And how do we uh, specifically measure this on a consistent, ongoing basis uh, that's easy for us to understand? Measuring is, uh, is one aspect of it, and a promoter gives us the methodology to do it. And then, you know, we'll dig into a little bit further here, um, a little bit later in the show, how we leverage this data and how we make sense of it to, to actually impact the bottom line. So it's always asked the same way, what's the likelihood someone would recommend and then the score is zero to 10. And I, I guess uh, I'm wondering, that's such a quick survey. Would we want to add other questions to a survey to get more information? I think one of the beauty uh, pieces of net promoter score is how quick and simple it is. Um, and, and I think it's powerful, but there's obviously more information that we'd want to know. And if we were going to ask somebody to – or survey somebody, uh, is that the only question we want, or do you suggest other questions as well? And so what would the follow-up be? Yeah, so uh, part of the the beauty of the methodology is the uh, very short and concise approach to the survey, because ultimately what we're trying to do is drive out as many individual opportunities as possible. And the way we do that is to be as um, uh, low friction uh, as we can, uh, which drives immensely higher response rates overall, or immensely higher customer engagement across the board. Uh, so uh, a couple different aspects of this. One, it's very important to keep uh, the initial engagement uh, from the brand to the customer uh, short and concise as we can. Uh, typical traditional customer surveys have a response rate that averages somewhere in the three to 5% range, low single digits, if you will. Uh, Net Promoter implemented properly the way we do it uh, at promoter.io, for example, drives anywhere from about a 30 to 40% response rate on average. And the reason that's important is um, we're driving individual opportunities. We know what customers are likely to recommend. We can strategic. We can start to strategically engage them individually. We know what individual customers and customer cohorts now are likely to churn or uh, spread some negative information about the brand, uh, those who are just passively satisfied. And we can triage those, again, individually. Uh, these are opportunities that we otherwise wouldn't have uh, if we – you know, just surveyed a small subset of the customers or only received a, a very low response rate. And we had to deduce out, you know, which all customers belong to these individual segments. Um, but the other answer to that is uh, there is a lot more data behind that one question. And how do we get at that? How do we uh, learn as much as we can? And this is a pretty pervasive problem in the world of customer engagement and surveys in general, but even within the world of Net Promoter and one of the challenges we try to solve uh, with our platform. The score itself is a great way to set kind of a, a benchmark and a guidepost for our brand. The Net Promoter Score helps us break down customers who are what we call promoters, uh, passives, and detractors, and which customers fit into those buckets, and then we know how to engage them based on you know those, uh, those individual patterns that they fall into, as well as generating a single metric or a single score that we can trend over time to understand are we doing better month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year, uh, these sorts of trends. Um, but again, the follow-up to that is not a series of subsequent questions that just drives response rates down or multiple choice answers where you're starting to bucket customer answers into something that you think they should be answering. Uh, it's very open-ended. We call it kind of verbatim feedback. And we follow up the likelihood to recommend question, which everybody knows. How likely is it that you would recommend our brand, product, or service to a friend or colleague with what is the most important reason for your score? Uh, this isn't kind of a, a passive question like any additional comments. What else would you like to tell us? We want to distill this down to the most important piece of the puzzle. 
that's impacting the way the customer feels about your product or service today, uh, as well as keep it concise and actionable, which is the key here, because we want to be able to parse this feedback, uh, read it in, uh, pass that amongst the team and figure out how we can make this individual customer's uh, sentiment improve. Uh, and then from there, we typically learn far more than we ever would from a traditional structured survey. Uh, and then if you ever need to dig into individual customer segments deeper, the only time it's really appropriate to dig into longer form surveys or deeper questions, which in some cases are warranted, is with customers who bring up a specific topic and then you can tailor a survey that's specific to the concern uh, or area of the business uh, that they brought up. But by and large, mm -hmm. net, net Promoter should only be uh, instituted in its form, which is uh, in its uh, intended form, which is a two question survey, primarily because we want as many customers um, as possible to respond. So you wouldn't uh, add another question like, uh, you know, we ask the general question, the net promoter, but we wouldn't say, and on a scale of zero to 10, how would you rate our, you know, rate, I don't know, the, the overall customer service, not just the overall experience. You wouldn't want to add a second or a third one to 10 or zero to 10 type question. Yeah, so this is where we uh, kind of run into that trouble of we're starting to try and guess uh, what the customer might be having an issue with. Uh, we don't want to guess, for example, it's kind of going off the question you just brought up, how would the overall customer service impact your likelihood to recommend us? That implies that there might be an issue with customer service. Uh, let the customer dictate to you kind of in their own words uh, where the, the deciding factor is or, or the main factor that's driving their sentiment towards you. Uh, they will be very open and very concise. Uh, we tend to see uh, in surveys that we deliver for our customers on our platform, a close to 70% response rate to the verbatim feedback, that second question where it's just purely open-ended. Uh, and this is orders of magnitude higher uh, than, than traditional surveys that kind of leave an open comment box at the end of a, a oh, long yeah. survey that, this is <laughs> that nobody makes it through. Right, but this is uh, easy. And by the way, I, I, I hate it, and I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'll probably say it again during this show again, which is uh, when I go to do business with somebody, don't send me a homework assignment after I'm finished, <laughs> you know, paying you. Absolutely. I don't want to spend, uh, and my car dealership is guilty of this. Now, I want to give them good ratings because they're pretty good people. But you know what? After the third or fourth time I was in there, I was just tired of it. And uh, But I love this because what I've always done is suggested that you have one open-ended question following the NPS question. You know, uh, first you find out the likelihood to recommend, and then the open-ended question I had was just simply, why? But I like yours is more specific. What's the most important reason for your score? And there's another question that I like to ask. If we're not going to get a promoter, I want to – and by the way, I, I kind of feel if you have a big enough uh, sample of people that you're surveying, you could probably switch these questions up. Although, hey, you're the guest, so I'm going to just say this. You're, you're, at least while we're on the air here, yours is the best question. <laughs> Well, thank but, you, Chef. We, but, we try hard. And uh, I will say this, from, from a data perspective, we, we have kind of validated this uh, a number of ways. We collect um, nearly 10 million uh, kind of responses in, into our, our platform every month. So uh, when we first launched uh, over millions and millions of, of customer responses across um, large and small brands, we actually uh, tested a variation of scores to understand uh, which one both kind of subjectively drove the most uh, concise and actionable feedback, uh, and then more objectively, which one drove the highest response rate to that second question. And we tested about five or six variants, and, and this is where we landed. And obviously, this is where the real 
value comes from in this entire process. So optimizing around that, that second question is, uh, is, is where we wanted to put a lot of focus. And keep in mind, you mentioned this a minute ago about, you know, should we ask additional questions? I will say that the cornerstone of Net Promoter as a methodology or as a process is what's called closing the loop. Uh, Fred Reicheld, who created uh, the Net Promoter score at Bain and the author of the ultimate series or the ultimate question series of books uh, talks about this a lot because this is again where um, the bulk of the value comes from and uh, getting customers to take action be it having a promoter actually refer recommend others uh, into the business or triaging and, and proactively working with a detractor to stop churn in its tracks uh, before it takes place um, in order to drive out more additional information because uh, oftentimes there's a lot more to the story than even that initial response. Uh, circling back and closing the loop with a customer is an absolute must. So when you facilitate that survey to your customers and you have a subset of those who respond back, it is your responsibility. If you want Net Promoter to be a profit center as it should be, instead of just another passive metric that we're collecting, you need to get in there and effectively follow up with each individual response or each individual customer as they respond to that survey. Anybody that is a detractor, you should want to follow up with. But I also think the passive, you don't know what direction they're going. Yeah, the other question, and then we're going to take a quick break, but the other question I was thinking, although I will, I will say this, what is the most important reason for your score is probably, I mean, you've based this on research. It's not, uh, hey, I think this is a great question. I personally used to think the open-ended question, why, was smart. I've heard a number of companies use that, use that one. Um, I came up with one, if, uh, what, especially if you get a detractor or a passive, not so much the people that give you the 9 or the 10, but anybody less than that. What would it take to raise this score one number? is an interesting question, but I think at the end of the day, uh, you ask the basic question on a scale of 0 to 10, what's the likelihood that you'd be willing to recommend this to a friend, colleague, uh, coworker, whatever, and then what is the most important reason for your score? Outstanding. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what you do with this data and how you take advantage of it and how you monetize it. We've been talking with Chad Keck, the CEO and co-founder of Promoter.io. And this is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. If customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Chad Keck, the CEO and co-founder of Promoter.io. We are talking about everything related to NPS, or as much as we can in the short show that we have. Chad, I know that a lot of people have got to be thinking, this guy, Chad, he's, he's, he's a stud, at least when it comes to NPS. How do we find you, get hold of you, and talk to you about maybe using your platform? 
Uh, the easiest way is, uh, just as the name sounds, visit us on our website at promoter.io. And I would also say uh, to check out our blog where we publish content almost weekly. Uh, that's very specific to best practice implementation of Net Promoter, uh, other strategic ways to leverage your data. Um, and we try to keep that concise uh, but actionable for, for people as well. So please check that out. It should be a very valuable resource. Right. Now, it doesn't matter what size your company is. It, you could be um, you know, a multi-billion dollar company or you can be the entrepreneur that, you know, solo entrepreneur even, one employee and that employee is him or herself. I mean, this is a simple thing. The, the net promoter score. It's a great question, and the follow-up question is outstanding. How do you move beyond the score and make this uh, – I think you actually used the word profit center a few minutes ago when we were talking. How do you turn NPS into a profit center? Yeah, it, it absolutely is, and, and uh, that was the, the real intention, I think, behind uh, the methodology itself. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of companies run into the problem of just measuring uh, the customer sentiment as a numerical score uh, through Net Promoter, uh, which is the most common piece of the puzzle that everybody's familiar with. Um, but it's really getting into how you leverage that data, how much you understand about uh, the different customer segments or customer personas that are making up uh, these different groups, the promoters, passes, and detractors, and ultimately understanding how to take action on this data uh, that can drive major changes for a business. And we do this a few different ways. Um, within the promoter.io platform itself, um, but it's really two aspects of, of analytics. And then I touched on this uh, just prior, which is following up and closing the loop with customers. But let's talk about the analytics a little bit. There's two different areas uh, where we help customers uh, of ours dig into uh, the data to get a very clear, uh, concise, and, and kind of qualitative view of uh, what's driving these um, you know, these customer feelings or kind of loyalty or disloyalty towards the brand. One is taking data that you already know about the customers. This might be data from your CRM system, from your e-commerce store, from your billing system, kind of all these uh, customer points, like how much they're paying you, their average order size, how often they're shopping with you, maybe if you're a web service, how many users they have, what plan they're on, and how do you kind of correlate this data with customer sentiment? Uh, too often customers either or companies uh, try to reach out to customers through surveys and try to kind of look at the human element uh, from a research perspective, or they just look at data uh, at a high level and business intelligence or kind of analytics tools, uh, but they don't put the two together. And, and those two in a vacuum don't always tell you the full story. Uh, so one of the value aspects that, that we uh, specifically try to provide, and you can certainly do this yourself offline as well, it just takes a, a ton of manual effort, uh, is kind of the marriage of those two different data points. Taking all the, the data and business intelligence that we have, that we gather from our customers on a continual basis through their purchasing uh, or usage habits, and kind of melding that together kind of with from the horse's mouth, kind of from the human uh, element, so to speak, uh, how do they feel and how do we build up these customer personas, you know, what do 70, 80%, 90% of our promoters all have in common? You know, they match X, Y, and Z, uh, or they look just like this. We can feed that back into our marketing engine and understand all of our marketing dollars should really be focused on a customer that looks just like this because we know they're going to be an advocate right out of the gate. We're going to have to spend very little effort uh, to have them feel loyal towards the brand. Conversely, who do we avoid or who can we predict intrinsically that's uh, not going to be a customer for long unless we get in there and do something. And this this is where it really starts to impact the, the oh, wow. continual business operations. I'm getting excited because I've always felt that the NPS score is really a focus on are we doing a good job, and if not, 
uh, and we're looking at those scores, we want to raise them. How can we uh, just do that to create a better customer experience that would give us a better score? And that's great. But at the end of the day, what you're saying, and I love this, it's like, hey, what do the people that are giving us nines and tens have in common? Are they different than the people that are giving us, you know, eights and below or, you know, sixes and below? What is the difference? And if so, we're starting to identify who the types of customers are that we make happy. And that's where we should be spending marketing dollars and sales efforts. Love it. I mean, this, this is how it's all coming together for me. Yeah, so I think it's real It's real important for listeners to know that um, a process like Net Promoter touches every aspect of the business, from your marketing team uh, to your customer support or customer success team to product development, um, yeah, all the way up to leadership, obviously. Uh, so there's a lot of inherent value once you understand how uh, to put the data together, how to visualize it, how to uh, track it and trend it over time. Uh, and then the, the other aspect um, that, that I didn't make it to was how do we trend and look at the uh, verbatim feedback, kind of that open text feedback uh, in a high-level uh, analytics view? Uh, and, and we do something that we call trend analysis, uh, which, again, is uh, you can leverage a tool like promoter.io to streamline the process. Or if you're going to do this through a, any other means, you'll make sure this is an area where you put some focus onto. But looking for the trends, basically the, the broad themes that customers are mentioning over and over in that verbatim feedback, and then obviously mapping and tying that into you know, the, the positive, neutral, or negative sentiment uh, as well. So you kind of look at analytics from a data perspective on, on through one lens, and through the other lens, we're looking at that raw uh, verbatim feedback uh, and seeing what trends are popping out of that. Uh, what's recurring the most? Uh, is this driving the bulk of our promoters or detractors? Uh, and, and we can, there's a lot you can do with that data. Wow. So I, I know we're, we're starting to run out of time, but I want to just throw uh, one other concept out before I ask you my final question. Oh, so actually, this is the second to final question. I talked about this um, earlier. The uh, concept of NPS is sometimes misunderstood by the customer because of the way the company positions it. An example, if a survey is sent immediately after a customer interaction with the company, the customer may, uh, by mistake, they may love the company, but they they may not have had the best experience with that, that support rep. They may not give the score that is truly the overall sentiment of their feelings toward the company because of the positioning of the question. Am I making sense? Yes, you, you absolutely are, and I'm really glad that you brought up this this particular uh, uh, position or, or, or question because it, it's pretty prevalent, and we see a lot of people who aren't um, who don't deeply understand Net Promoter, who are kind of quick to implement, kind of make this mistake or, or this uh, misconception quite often. And I think the quick answer here is that Net Promoter is a measurement of the customer's relationship towards the brand, meaning it's a culmination of all of their experiences as a whole that really map uh, that sentiment. And we can all look back at personal experiences of ours with brands we love or brands we don't love as much, but even those that we love, it doesn't mean that every single interaction uh, is always uh, is always great. Uh, but you know, we want to understand as a whole when we're measuring kind of how that customer feels, not just um, you know, ad hoc based on a transactional experience. Um, there, there are other ways to, to measure that more effectively than Net Promoter. Um, but by and large, from, an, from a practice perspective, Net Promoter should not be rolled out as something that follows very transactional experiences, unless you're a transactional business only. 
but your quick example of this would be, you know, I'm shopping in a store. While I'm shopping, I don't need someone asking me a question on how likely you would be to recommend uh, the brand. You'll let me, you know, purchase, let's say, the item of clothing. Let me take it home. Let me wear it. Let me try it on. Have it for a couple weeks, and maybe a little bit later, uh, throughout the process, you know, we get a survey from that brand, and they they ask me how how I feel, which encompasses the shopping experience, the customer service, the product, the long-term quality. Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of factors that go in there, but if you time it to very specific interactions, you really limit the scope of of the feedback uh, and and kind of the real sentiment that that you're going to right. Capture. Very very important. It's a big mistake that a lot of companies make. All right, last question. You know it's coming because I warned you it would, um, and we ask it at almost uh, with almost every show that we do. If there's one thing that you want to make sure this audience knows, it's a new nugget of information. You want to emphasize something we've already talked about. What would it be? Yeah, I think uh, we, we've touched on this a little bit, but but let me be a little bit more clear. The most important aspect of customer engagement in general, whether it's net promoter or otherwise, is making sure that you're spending the time and effort, be it yourself as you know part of the leadership team, an executive, the CEO, the founder, uh, or any part of the frontline staff of a company, is taking the time to personally engage uh, customers, especially once they've uh, taken the time and effort to respond to a survey such as Net Promoter. Uh, there's often too much time uh, put into just uh, looking at analytics or or we hear things like, you know, we don't have time to follow up with each individual person. There's absolutely no better use of your time than cultivating these relationships and continually learning from customers, ideally on a daily basis, which is what we help customers do. Not these large surveys kind of periodically throughout the year, but a daily subset of customers every single day so you have the time and bandwidth to have these meaningful conversations because all of uh, every aspect of customer loyalty, continual purchasing from a brand, uh, you know, the uh, expansion of, of a customer's lifetime value and obviously recommendations and referrals come directly from uh, how strong that relationship is uh, with the customer at the end of the day. Wow. Powerful power. You know, Chad, I could just wind you up and I could just let you start talking. I can walk away and come back in about 30 minutes and you're still going. You are a wealth of information. And this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. Chad, you've been amazing, and I really appreciate you taking the time. The company is Promoter.io. Chad, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you, Chef. It was a pleasure to be here. All right, everybody. Until next time, remember, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.